Blog Talk Radio. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again. It's that time. It's that time. It's that time. It's the time. It's uh, the master plan. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master, and the number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll say that again. It's 347-637-3220, and the magic is in the air. This is week 13 of the real NFL season, and in fantasy, this is the last time. This is the last time, people, in the regular season that you got a chance, if you're close, if you need this win, you better hunker down. Get yourself ready because you're sitting on the outside looking in. And you don't want to do that because you want this. All right, all right, all right, people. That's Bruno Mars, 24K. That's what you want to get to. You want that that gold, that money. Week 13, let's see if we can do that for you. Get you that. Get you one step closer to that money. It's week 13. There's only two teams that are on a buy this week. That would be the Tennessee Titans. And the Cleveland Browns, everybody else except for the Thursday night uh, duo of the um, uh, Dallas Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings are up. There's a plenty of action, plenty of good, actually really good games, really good games coming up. And along with that, like I said, fantasy Fantasy. Who do we play? You got choices. You got multiple choices. You want to make sure you make the right choice to put your team in the best position to win the matchup that you have and propel yourself into that playoffs. Some of you may be in that position. Some of you may be sitting comfortably. Already have a playoff position on uh, playoff uh, uh, in the playoffs. But maybe you have to you want to get a better position for whatever reason. Me, I don't I don't really believe in positions, people. Whether you're the number one seed or you're the number eight seed, number six seed, number four seed, depending on who gets in the playoffs in your league, the amount of teams getting in the playoffs. I'm thinking... And I've always said it since the beginning of the season. Anytime I've talked to anybody in fantasy. Any, I, I've said this. I don't care what position I'm in. I don't care what position I'm in. All I want to do is get into the playoffs. 
Because I've seen number one seeds fall down and can't get up. I've seen that happen. I've seen number eight seeds go on to win the championship. Or number six seed, the last seed in the playoffs, go on to win the championship. So it doesn't make a difference. It's, it's, it looks all good and nice that you go uh, in one league. I'm 11 and one right now. Probably I'll be 12 and one. Even if I'm 11 two, I got the best record in the league. Doesn't make a difference because that all changes when you get into the playoffs. It all changes. Survive and move on. So if you're the number one seed, you go up against the eight seed. The eight seed, they have the best week of the whole season and knock you out. Now, what what good does that number one seed do you? It doesn't. So you said, that, well, I had the best record in the league in a regular season, but it doesn't do it. You would have the Peyton Manning disease. Let me put it that way. You know what the Peyton Manning disease is? Have a hell of a well a, a regular season until he won his uh, two Super Bowls, um, one he limped into, which is his last one, but the other one, he uh, um, he, he he everything went right. But there was a lot of disappointment, a lot of high expectations because as much as he accomplished in the regular season, he never panned out in the playoffs. That's the Peyton Manning disease. Have a hell of a regular season, and every time he gets to the playoffs, peter out. You're the two-minute brother. What's up with that? Anyway. Let's get let's get started and and talk about the matchups that are going to take place. Uh, the weather may be a factor in a few places, especially in Green Bay when my Houston Texans are playing the Green Bay Packers, um, and uh, that's not going to be pretty. I, I know that's not going to be pretty, but we're not going to talk about that first. We'll get to it, but we're not going to talk about that first. Let's talk about the first game on the dock, in my opinion would be the uh, Kansas City Chiefs at the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Indoor game, don't have to worry about uh, any um, inclement weather. Uh, the um, uh, Kansas City Chiefs need this win badly. They're 8-3, and three, but they need this win, win badly. They're, they're uh, second in the division. Uh, so they're, they're uh, one of the teams right now in a wild card. Um, the company, Creighton Ashley, they came off a huge win. They're four and two on the road, going up a bit, up against one of the best offenses in fantasy and in real life football of the Atlanta Falcons, who are seven and four and three and two at home. So, the Kansas City defense needs to uh, bring their A game on the road. Justin Houston and company need to to pressure Matt Ryan in order for 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 this to to be pulled off. Um, if you had Marcus Mariota and and uh, or um, and more than likely you don't have a, a Cleveland quarterback that you're starting, but Marcus Mariota up until now because he's on a bye, uh, Tennessee uh, is uh, not going to be playing. Uh, you're going to need a replacement, and if you've been riding Marcus Mariota, more than likely you don't have a, a top tier quarterback. Otherwise, you would have played him. You probably would have to substitute for Alex Smith, which, in my opinion, would be a good play here. I think he's a positive play uh, for a replacement. I think he'll be able to get uh, close to 300 yards. 
And because uh, he's going to have to throw the ball. Uh, we know that. He's going to have to throw the ball. Uh, this offense is going to be, meaning uh, um, uh, uh, Atlanta is going to be moving the football. I mean, it's, a, it, it's, a, it's one of the best offenses in the league. It's faced a lot of good defenses. And this is another good defense. Um, Kansas City is uh, 29th against the quarterback position. 14th against the running back, 31st against the wide receiver, and 4th against the tight end. So they're in the middle of the pack defending the run and on the lower tier uh, defending against the pass. So, like I said, they need to get to the quarterback, um, and and I would play. Uh, You know, this is a high-risk, high-reward, in my opinion, most people will say don't play Kansas City defense because how prolific uh, the Atlanta offense is, especially at home. I would play them because I think they can get turnovers. They're one of the better turnover teams in the in the um, NFL. Plus the fact is they they've added to their pass rush since um, Justin Houston's coming back. So I would play their defense, um, but I would play Alex Smith because I think Alex Smith's going to have to throw the ball a little bit more. And because the uh, Atlanta Falcons rely more on their offense than their defense. Their defense is lower tier in all phases. It's not even close. They're lower tier. 32nd against the quarterback, 30th against the running back, 23rd against the wide receiver, and 27th against the tight end. So that means you, you do play Spencer Ware. I expect Spencer Ware to have a very good day. He's an RB2 with huge upside to be an RB1. Uh, his floor is probably an RB2, uh, um, a high RB2, um, and, and I expect him to to uh, play well here. Uh, quite naturally, Jeremy Macklin, if I'm not mistaken, is out. And and uh, that means it's more, more to, for Tyreek Hill, who's been coming on, a highly explosive return um uh, Return returner uh, in a kicking in a uh, uh, kickoff and punt return, a very explosive in the passing game, and probably the main um, target for Alex Smith in the passing game. And like I said, Atlanta can be moved around the field uh, w- with the uh, wide receivers. So, uh, and this guy is a big play waiting to happen, Tyree Kill, <clears throat> and quite naturally, uh, Ter- Travis Kelsey. And even the kicker, Cairo Santos. There should be a lot of points in this game. Over or under is 49 and a half. Should be a lot of points in this game. Because I think uh, um, Atlanta's probably going to put some points up on the board. And so will, have, so will um, um, Kansas City. So that right naturally, a guy who's in the running for an MVP is Matt Ryan. So he's a, he's a no-brainer for me. Devontae Freeman, no-brainer. Taylor Gabriel is a wide receiver three uh, and definitely a flex. He's been, he's, just as Tyreek Hill has been explosive for the um, Kansas City Chiefs, so has T- Taylor Gabriel. Uh, I think he scored uh He scored in each of the last four games. Last week he had two touchdowns with only four catches for 75 yards against the Broncos. Guys, 
that went up against the Broncos, and Akeem Tlaib was back. Um, don't have good days. He did. So um, he's a, he's a huge. If he, if he's for some reason, whatever reason, you don't have a wide receiver or somebody in the flex that you really don't feel good about. Taylor Gabriel, absolutely. More than likely, Tyreek uh, Hill is taken. Taylor Gabriel may be an afterthought for more, some people, and uh, it would be a good thing for you to pl- pick him up and put him in your flex if you have a flex position. Um, I, I, quite naturally, Julio Jones and Matt Bryant, who's one of the most reliable kickers, and quite naturally, you always like to play, and this is ideal conditions, you always like to play a kicker of an offense that can move the ball. Even if they don't score, they get in, in field goal position. This is ideal. An offense that can move the ball, a, 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 a very reliable kicker who's been consistent year in and year out, they're playing home, and home is inside in the dome. So you play Matt Bryant, and you play Cairo Santos, because both these teams are going to be able to move the football against each other. All right, too much time on that. Um, let's uh, move to the next, next matchup. And it would be the Miami. This is huge. This could huge playoff implications, um, and uh, a lot of these, a lot of these games have huge playoff implications. And the first one I started off with was Kansas City at Atlanta. The next one I started off Miami at Baltimore. Miami on a six-game winning streak, two and three on the road. Baltimore four and two at home, and the number one defense, the number one defense against the run. Miami has been running the football. Like crazy on this six-game winning streak with Jay Ajayi. Something's got to give here. Don't expect Jay Ajayi to get 100 yards in here. I'd be surprised if he gets 80 yards. I let me put it this way: he'll get 80 total yards because he's he's in, he's involved in a passing game. But over 100 yards or 100 yards total, I don't think that happens. Um. Baltimore has a very stiff defense. This is probably one of the better defenses that. That uh, um, uh, well, this is the best defense over the six games that, and I said this yesterday on the FSP show, one o'clock Eastern Standard and Standard Time on a Saturday. I said that yesterday, and I'll say it again. The last six games Miami played: Pittsburgh, Buffalo, the Jets, San Diego, the Rams, and um, the Forty ers This is the best defense in the seventh game that they're playing in the last seven games, that they're playing to go up against. They're not going to be able to run the football because that's what they're going to try to do. Baltimore's going to try to shut down the run, which they do best. Ryan Tannehill beat them. And it's on the road. It's on the road. So I'll temper your expectations on J.H.I.E. Temper your expectations if you're playing Ryan Tannehill because I don't think he's going to be – he's going to do a lot. They're really going to try to shut this offense down uh, through um, stopping Jay Ajayi. Um, the only guy that I really think that <clears throat> two guys, uh, and, and, and you, you're going to get this trend that I'm going to be saying throughout, throughout this um, program, is that the wide receiver – Jay, uh, Jar- Jarvis Landry, now, Devontae Parker's out. And, and they've been using Devontae Parker. He's been a big play wide receiver. He's out. Kenny Stills is going to get more works. But 
I think Jarvis Landry, who's a PPR uh, uh, machine here, um, probably gets the one touchdown they may get. Uh, I think they're going to be um, kicking a lot of field goals, and that means Andrew Franks is going to get some looks. This is in Baltimore now. It's not in ideal conditions. It's not outside in, in Miami. So on the road, Ryan Tannehill has to play with one, of the, one of the best defenses in the NFL which he hasn't had to do, excluding this game out of the last six games, and uh, without one of his key receivers. I think Miami gets a wake-up call here. And with that, the expectations for key players on Miami's team were uh, um, tempered, like Ryan Tannehill. Like Jay Ajayi, only one I really like here is Jarvis Landry because he 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 roams in the middle of the field and he catches a lot of um, uh, passes, especially in PPR. On the other side of the ball, I've never liked um, the offensive weapons in Baltimore. Never, I'm not a very big Joe Flacco fan. I think they're going to try to run the football. I think this is not a really high-flying score type of game. Um, each team's going to have to grind out points, really, really grind out points. Justin Tucker's the number one kicker in, in most leagues in fantasy, so uh, he's a no-brainer play for me. Uh, Steve Smith, who is Mr. Reliable for Joe Flacco, is a no-brainer for me against this defense in Miami, who even they're, they're right in the middle of the pack and preventing fantasy points. Now Miami and and Baltimore top ten in preventing fantasy points against the running back position. Passing is a different story. Baltimore can be uh, passed on, and so can Miami, um, but not as easily as you may think. So both these teams, in my opinion, have lim- really limitations, uh, and. Uh, I expect Kenneth Dixon to get more work than Terrence West. Uh, I think that he's starting to transition, um, and and Kenneth Dixon is, is going to be the lead dog um, sooner rather than later. But in my opinion, if you have either one of these guys, I think they're a good play because they're sharing carries. And uh, But don't expect monster numbers out of these because they're going to get up against two defenses, like I said. Miami and Baltimore are top 10 defenses against the run. And the only one I really like that would be consistent for me in the passing game in Baltimore would be Steve Smith. All right, let's move on. I spent a lot of time on that. Go move on to San Francisco. You miss Marcus Mariota? Play Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick's been in the 20s for the last, what, Five six weeks, he's been pl- he's been balling out in fantasy, running and throwing the football, mainly running. Had a hundred yards last week. Hundred yards last week. Play Colin Kaepernick in place of Marcus Murray. In fact, you could play him in over Carson Palmer. You probably can play him over Kirk Cousins. You probably can play him over um, Matthew Stafford. Maybe nah, maybe not Matthew Stafford, because I think that's going to be a shootout. 
But Colin Kaepernick is a top five play in fantasy this week. Top five play in fantasy this week. Going up against the Chicago Bears. Chicago. They're 14th against the quarterback, 5th against the running back, 28th against the wide receiver, and set 12th against the tight end position and preventing fantasy points. Play Carlos Hyde. Play Carlos Hyde. Play Colin Kaepernick. Those are the two guys that I really can honestly say that you would play against the Chicago um, um, Bears defense, even though Chicago is top five in preventing fantasy points. Uh, against the running back position, uh, but he's the lead dog. He's the he's the he's the fe- feature back. So, and then they're going up against the one of the worst defenses in San Francisco. Thirtieth against the quarterback, thirty second against the running back and wide receiver. You know who they guard against the best in? in I'm talking about San Francisco in fantasies. Tight end position. They're middle of the pack. All the other ones, they're on the bottom or not a, a couple notches above the bottom. So you, Jordan Howard should have a monster day here. I even like Mar- Marquise Wilson and Cameron Meredith because they can be passed on. Matt Barkley showed that he can he can he can shoulder, shoulder the load on what he did last week. If not for a drop pass. They would have won the game last week. They would have won the game against Tennessee last week if not for a drop pass in the end zone. So I would play both those wide receivers because they're going to get some work. They're going to get some work if you're looking for wide receivers or a flex position for whatever reason that you don't have. Let's move on to uh, a tale of two, two teams um, I think both of them are spiraling because of injuries and because of poor play. Five and six Eagles are on a two-game losing streak, and one and five on the road with a rookie quarterback. And the, the Bungles are three seven and one, two and two at home. They're playing in Cincinnati, Philadelphia at Cincinnati. Um, I don't like Carson Wentz in this game. Uh, Wendell Smallwood is going up against a defense in Cincinnati that's twenty-first against the running back. 25th against the quarterback. They do defend the wide receiver the best. Um, the Eagles are without their number one wide receiver. Jordan Matthews is not playing. He's out. He will not be playing. Um, and uh, Ryan Matthews also, who's running back, will not be playing. So it's going to be the Darren Sproles and Wendell Smallwood show. Um, I would – let me put it this way. In – Standard, I would play Wendell Smallwood. In PPR, I would play Darren Sproles. Uh, that's how that's how I uh, that's how I would play it out. Daryl Green Beckett is going to be the uh, number one wide receiver. Quite naturally, he's the number one wide receiver. He's going to get all the targets for the most part. And uh, he's a uh, Wide receiver three, four, somewhere around there. And he, he, he could possibly use that in as a flex. Um, Cincinnati is, is best at defending the, the uh, wide receiver in fantasy and preventing fantasy points. So um, in the passing game, the, the they uh, defend the, 
against the wide receiver the best. And then Zach, Zach Ertz. Since the 29th, I'm talking about Cincinnati and preventing fantasy points against the tight end position. Zach Ertz, young quarterback, safe throw, middle of the field, tight end. Zach Ertz. Just understand that. Just understand what I'm saying. And on the other side, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Ninth against the quarterback, 10th against the running back, 19th against the wide receiver, and set, second against the tight end position. They are pretty good overall in, in defending um, the skill positions in uh, fantasy uh, against uh, um, fantasy points. So I'm not a real big Andy Dalton fan, never have been. Um, and uh, I, 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 it's very tough, difficult for me to even say play him because I can't I, – there's no way I could do that. Uh, Jeremy Hill, he's by, I, I guess, by default. You, he, he should have a decent day. Um, they're, they're 10th, meaning Cincinnati. So they're no slouches in, in preventing fantasy points in the, um, against the running back. But uh, he's the, the main back, Rex Burkhart. Burkhead is serving as the... Um, the change of pace guy, um, he can't. He's not really reliable. And I, I, I think the sheer volume that Jeremy Jeremy Hill in passing, in the passing game and in the running game will probably get close to 100 yards. Sheer volume because they're gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna get the bulk of the load, barring injury. They, they lost A.J. Green. He's not playing in here. Uh, they have very limited weapons. Uh, Brandon LaFell, uh, you can't really rely on him. Um, he is uh, a drop waiting to happen, and uh, I can't, we can't really rely on him. So there's only two options in here, Tyler Board, who's a rookie, and Tyler Eifert, who is their, their um, tight end. Um, quite naturally, you've got to play the tight end because that's one of Andy Dalton's um, security blankets, and I would definitely – say to play him. Tyler Board, he's a rookie. He may get handled uh, because he's a rookie and, and lacks the experience, even though this is week 13, lacks the experience of uh, uh, but because he's the main wide receiver by default, he would be a, a flex at best for me. Flex at best for me. All right, let's move on to the next game, which is in Houston. Excuse me, which is Houston at Green Bay. It's supposed to be a inclement day in Green Bay, which is never good. Which is never good. And uh, Houston Texans won't have Jadavian Clowney. That takes away from the pass rush that um, they had when um, Clowney was in the lineup. That's never good for a team that is uh, one and five on the road um, and doesn't play that well outside of their home stadium. And uh, so, in my opinion, and, and Brock Osweiler, and this is my team. I'm wearing a shirt now. This is my team. But I'm telling you, Brock Osweiler is a turnover waiting to happen. Um, it's not happening this week 
for uh, uh, this year, I should say, for the Texans. Um, Aaron Rodgers is questionable because of a hamstring, but quite naturally, he's expected to play. Um, so this is what I'm saying here. And, and uh, the, the most solid play I can get you for Houston is C.J. Fedorowicz, who has become the main target for Osweiler, B.O. And just think about this, and I've said this before, and it only makes sense. Young quarterback, especially young struggling quarterback, safest throw and probably the most confidence he feels in throwing to is is the tight end who's in the middle of the field, who is a straight line of sight um, receiver for him. And uh, doesn't have to take the chance of throwing the ball further down the field to DeAndre Hopkins. If Wolf Fuller was healthy, and this is high risk, high reward, because I think Brock Osweiler has a better rapport for whatever reason with Will Fuller than he has with DeAndre Hopkins. Just watch the games. Seems like they're, regardless of how hard they try, they, they, they're not on the same page with each other. And uh, Will Fuller, for whatever reason, uh, when he's healthy, Osweiler, a great opportunity to make big plays. Over DeAndre Hopkins. Now, sheer volume, I would say that Hopkins probably a 3-4 because the Packers are 21st against the quarterback, 11th against the running back, 30th against the wide receiver, and 25th against the tight end position preventing fantasy points. So they they, they prevent fantasy points against the running back better than they do in any other skill position pertaining to fantasy. So what I'm saying is uh, you play the tight end. Lamar Miller may be stymied because the fact is that um, Green Bay, even though they've gotten gouged over the last few weeks from the running back, uh, they're playing at home. The weather, if I'm not mistaken, is supposed to be not so friendly, especially to an indoor team like Houston. And uh, let me just look and see what the weather is supposed to be like. I know it's supposed to be inclement. Uh, where, where is it at? Hold on. Where is it at? It's a four, is it a four o'clock game? Or it's a one o'clock. Bear with me, people. Yeah, it's a one o'clock game. That's what I thought. It's supposed to be 32, 32 degrees at kickoff. And a fifty percent fifty percent chance of light snow. So that's a struggling quarterback. Just think about this: a struggling quarterback playing in Green Bay, where the temperature is going to be thirty degrees, thirty-two degrees or thereabouts, with a chance of snow, with a team that's one and five on the road. Play Green Bay's defense. Play Green Bay's defense. 
That's what I got to say. To me, that's a no-brainer. Play Green Bay's defense. On the other side, where Green Bay makes his home, and Aaron Rodgers is their quarterback, no-brainer. I don't even have to tell you to play Aaron Rodgers. No-brainer. Now, I do say this. They're, they're minus Jadavian Clowney. So their pass rush is, is going to be depleted because of that. But they're fifth against the quarterback, 22nd against the running back, third against wide receivers, fifth against the tight end. So they defend the passing game the best. But I, I, I can't in all good conscience tell you to play the Houston defense because I think the offense is going to put the defense in, in uh, bad positions and cause – if you put Houston's defense in there, you, the offense – turns the ball over and gives advantages to Green Bay, it reflects what the kind of points that the Texans defense gets. The defense is special teams. They're not a, the Texans aren't a good team uh, uh, running big kickoffs or, 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 or punt returns back to touchdowns. So they rely on their defense to get sacks, fumbles, interceptions, things like that. But if you put your, that team defense in a bad situation, which I think the Houston's offense will, and, and and the Green Bay Packers offense is going to capitalize on that. I don't think Houston's defense is a good play. Devontae Adams is slowly becoming the number one wide receiver, but right now the number one wide receiver is Jordy Nelson. Devontae Parker is not that far behind. And... Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if Devontae Parker racks up a, just a little bit more fantasy points than Jordy Nelson. I still believe both these guys are going to get into the end zone. Um, I mean, the Devontae Parker and um, Jordy Nelson. Randall Cobb has been like um, a who's who on the uh, a milk carton, missing. And I, I, I can't in all good conscience tell you to play Randall Cobb against this defense that guards very well against the uh, um, the wide receiver position, play Randall Cobb in, in good conscience. All right, let's move on to another game um, that does have some, and one team has playoff implications. The other team has implications on draft position, talking about the Denver Broncos visiting the Jacksonville Jaguars without without their starting quarterback. Without their starting quarterback. Paxton Lynch is, is going to be starting his second game. Yes, their rookie Pat, Paxton Lynch. Trevor Simeon, got dealing with a uh, um, foot issue, is not going to be playing. So, in my opinion, you're going to temper your expectations. Going to te- temper your expectations on what happens, what happens with uh, – What happens with the uh, Denver wide receivers? 
So let's talk about this. You have Paxton Lynch going to Jacksonville, whose who's pass defense is probably their, their strong suit. Jacksonville is seventh against the quarterback position, seventh against the wide receiver, sixth against the tight end position, and 18th against the wide running back position. So what happens here is this. The uh, Jacksonville Jaguars defense gets put in bad positions with their offense. Just like I was talking about Houston gets in bad positions with their offense. Blake Bortles is a turnover sheet. I think he, he, he's tied for the worst or, or, or he's got one of the worst um, uh, touchdown to a turnover ratio, interception ratio. Probably probably one of the worst, if not the worst, in the league. Turnover waiting to happen. So, is Blake Waters will play? No. Denver's weakness. Let me hit Denver first before I go to Jacksonville. Quite naturally, I wouldn't play Paxton Lynch. No way. Rookie quarterback on the road against a defense that defends the pass pretty well. Um, Devontae Booker is is a no-brainer to me. And, you know, you got to temper your expectations because the fact it's Paxton Lynch. I know they're going against Jacksonville, but... Jacksonville, and I've always said this, and they, they've proven me right over the years. They're like heck, Je- uh, Jekyll and Hyde when they're on the road. When they're home, they play best at home for the, for the most part. I mean, everybody throws in a clunker, but for the most part, they play best when they're at home. And I've always said this over the years. If you, if you listen to me, I've told you that Jacksonville is – is a very good bet to play home. They play hard. They're still going to play hard, uh, regardless of their record. Even though they've only won two games and on a, uh, and lost their last six games, um, and they're playing against the Broncos with a rookie quarterback, second start on the road. They're going to run, try to run the football a lot and take their chances passing. I can't give you in good conscience that you probably have to play him because you probably don't have any better choices. Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas, but temper your expectations, people. This is a rookie quarterback, second start on the road against a defense that is not that bad against the pass. At home. That's the key. They're not that bad on their home. I mean, at home. On the other side, now we're, now we're talking about Blake Bortles. He's not a play, but the Denver defense. In fact, I said this yesterday, and I'll say it again today, and, and that was one of my little nuggets yesterday. All right, if you're looking for a defense to play, because Denver is playing Blake Bortles and company, you play Denver defense quite naturally. But the sneaky defense to play is Jacksonville, because I don't think this is a high-scoring game. Both are deficient in, in quarterback play, and the defense may offset 
any type of high scoring. So I like Jacksonville's defense. He's right, rookie quarterback. Rookie quarterback on the road, second start. Now, if if it was if it was Carson Wentz, or if if it was uh, um, some other quarterback, rookie quarterback that's playing on the road, and he had multiple starts, it may have been a different story about me telling you to play Jacksonville's defense. But this is his second start. Still. Extremely wet behind the ears, and it's on the road. Play Jacksonville defense. You're looking for a defense to play. Without a shadow of a doubt. Denver's defense, Chris Ivory is out. Chris Ivory is out. Alan Hearns is out. So Marquise Lee and Alan Robinson are going to get the lion's share of uh, I think Julius Thomas is possibly out too, if I'm not mistaken, or he's questionable. And he's doubtful, and he's not expected to play. So the only two guys that are going to be trying to get the ball to on a regular basis is Marquise Lee and Allen Robinson against this number one defense, against the pass, for many fantasy points in quarterback position. And the wide receiver position. Number one, Denver. Good luck. I wouldn't. I, Allen Robinson has been inconsistent at best, and now they're going up against um, Denver. Where, and, and Jacksonville has limited offensive resources. So it's probably a no brainer that it's Marquise Lee or Allen Robinson. I can't, get, I can't, you know, good conscience tell you to play either one of those guys. Trust me. And it's a low-scoring game, so I don't think there's going to be a lot of big big plays in this. Rob Gunkowski, we're talking to L.A. and at New England. Rob Gunkowski is out for the season. Martellus Bennett um, it was limited, but he's going to be playing. Julian Edelman and Chris Hogan are also listed as questionable, but both are expected to play. Um, Tavon Austin, as far as I know, is out. Uh, I don't think it's going to make a difference here. Uh, we got Jared Goff going against uh, Bill Belichick in New England, where Belichick absolutely eats uh, rookie quarterbacks alive against a offense. Now, people, I just got some news this morning that Jeff Fisher is probably going to either has or is going to get an extension on his contract, which I think is absolutely travesty. He's got to change his offensive coordinator and his offensive philosophy. Because it's killing Todd Gurley and in and, and good years of Todd Gurley, and he's got to shore up that offensive line. He may have, and I think he does have, his quarterback uh, of the future, but he's got to get some more creativity and get the ball in the hands of his best player who happens to be their running back. Not get limited touches, 14, 15 carries, and two or three uh, targets, to Todd Gurley. You got to be committed. You got to be committed. You got to be have you got to have more creativity in getting just like look at Buffalo. They changed their offensive coordinator and Shady was all right. But Shady after the offensive coordinator in Buffalo got changed became crazy 
uh, in fantasy points because they were getting the ball because Anthony Lynn got a little bit more creative and realized this is my best player. In order for us to be successful, we have to get my best player more involved and have more creative ways to get him involved in the offense in order for us to score points. Same same thing that has to be done in L.A., Jeff. You're a sub-500 head coach. For whatever reason, who do you, what do you have on somebody that you keep on getting, uh, uh, um, keeping your head coaching job? I, I don't understand it. You must have a hell of a gift to gab and, and a hell of a salesman to be able to keep your job and keep your coach's jobs for the, such a lousy job that you have done in, in, in multiple franchises. You got to get more creative. Todd Gurley is going to waste. I can't, you know, I drafted Todd Gurley in, in, uh, first or second, whatever I was. If I was in the top five, I already dra- drafted Todd Gurley. If he was available. And I'm thoroughly disappointed because I'm watching and screaming at the TV because he's either not getting the ball enough or not being cre- get, getting the ball in creative ways to be creative, to, to, to be able to beneficial to his team. And you can see the frustration on the running back because of the limitations that have been set in the play calling. So good conscience, I can't tell you to play Todd Gurley. I really can't. I really can't. And this is probably the only time out of all the prior 12 weeks that I say don't play Todd Gurley. Put a wide receiver in there. What I've done in one league when I had Todd Gurley, I picked up um, Dontrell Inman, Inman and put him in my flex along with Tyrell Williams in my wide receiver two position because I think that's going to be a – because they're playing at home. Those guys are big play guys, and Phillip Rivers I think is going to be, have a pretty good day today against that Tampa defense, even though Tampa, Tampa defense is playing well. And we'll get to that. I haven't gotten to that yet. I'm getting ahead of myself. Don't play Todd Gurley today. That's my suggestion. I, it, it may come to back to bite me for the first time all year. Don't play Todd Gurley. Uh, I'd say play t- Kenny Britt and Lance Kendricks. I think because it's a young quarterback, he's going to want to make sure throws. Kenny Britt, uh, it, it can be used in that uh, vein, and quite naturally, Lance Kendricks. And I think Greg Zerling with a big foot is going to be needed this, this, this uh, game to um, put some points on the board. On the other side, no-brainer, Tom, Tom Brady. I, I don't have to tell you that. No-brainer. Uh, no-brainer, James White, because I think they're going to, because the Gronk's out, they're going to be spreading the ball more. More people are going to get involved. Um, uh, I like James White in here. I like Julian Edelman. Uh, I like Malcolm Mitchell. Don't be surprised if you see Malcolm Mitchell make another visit into the end zone. Tom Brady is liking him a lot said that he's got the biggest hands this side of Ron Gakowski. He's liking him a lot, and quite naturally, Martellus Bennett, the only good tight end they have left 
Gronk is out, it's all Martellus now. He's healthy enough to play. It's all Martellus. So I'm thinking if you have uh, 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 any of these pieces, Martellus Bennett, Malcolm Mitchell, Julian Edelman, James White, LeGarrette Blunt, play him today. I think they're going to have a, 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 a rewarding day for you in fantasy. That's all I can tell you that. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in a, a, a conundrum here. Do I play Malcolm Mitchell and take a, a shot and put, put him in my flex? Or do I put Dontrell Idman there with, a, uh, in my opinion, maybe a better matchup? Because uh, L.A. is about middle of the pack against the quarterback, running back, wide receiver. What they defend the best is the tight end position. So I'm in the middle of the pack of whether I play uh, Malcolm Mitchell, a rookie, um, with, with one, of my, one of my teams. And the one team, I think, that I'm right on the edge of getting in the playoffs or not. I want to take that risk or putting Dontrell Inman in, who had a big week last week and has a good shot of, of doing the same thing this week. I'll make that decision shortly, but um, right now um, we'll move on to uh, Detroit at New Orleans, which I think is going to be an absolute shootout. And I had Marvin Jones, but it doesn't look like Marvin Jones is going to play. Um, they they uh, pushed somebody on the um, – took him off the – Practice, practice um, squad and, and activate them. And um, I'm thinking that early reports say he won't play. Um, Mark Ingram is a uh, game time decision, but it looks like he may play. I'm saying Matthew Stafford's a play here. I'm saying Theodore Riddick, especially in PPR, is a play here. Um, Golden Tate. Since uh, Marvin Jones won't be there, it's Golden Tate, quite naturally, Eric Ebron, and ball. they can move the ball. They may not be able to get uh, a touchdown, but they're going to be able to move the ball. Ideal conditions, a, in, a kicker who's used to kicking inside, Matt Prater. This is one of my – this is one of my – and believe it or not, if you have picked up Matt Prater, play him for the rest of the season. You know why? Look at this. Look, listen to the schedule that the uh, Detroit Lions have. And you know why I'm, I'm saying this. Detroit plays inside a dome. This week they're playing inside a dome against New Orleans. Next week they're playing home, which is inside, against Chicago. Next, the week after that, they're playing one more game outside against the Giants. And then after that, they're playing Dallas, which is inside. And they're playing Green Bay, which is inside. Dallas is at Dallas. Green Bay is home. The offense moves the ball constantly. Even if they don't get a touchdown, they move the ball with Matt Prater's range that can give you effective points. I'm thinking Matt Prater is going to get at least three field goal attempts. Regardless of the extra points, Three field goal attempts. In my league, in most of the leagues, a field goal is three points for each field goal. That's nine points from the kicker, excluding any extra points that he may get. It almost guaranteed that the, the kicker is going to get double digits. You can't ask for anything better than that. I'm thinking Matt Prater 
from the rest of the season, put him in there, unless he gets hurt, your your kicking position is set. All right. Let's move on to the next next uh, um uh New Orleans Saints. <clears throat> Drew Brees, Tim Hightower, Mark Ingram, if he's if he's in, you play him. Brandon Cooks didn't get a single touch to catch last week. And Drew Brees is going to make a concerted effort to get him the ball. Willie Sneed is the go-to guy in the middle of the field. When you need to move the cha- chains, uh, you play Willie Sneed in the uh, flex or wide receiver 3-4. And Michael Thomas, a rookie who's been balling out. I love Michael Thomas this, this week. Absolutely. Unfortunately, he's, he's going up against it in a team that I'm going up against it, fighting for my fantasy life. And I may go down and they may not be in the playoffs, but it is what it is. Um, it happens. Uh, it's always next year. But you play, if you have a New Orleans Saints, and even Kobe Fleener, I think Kobe Fleener, um, if you look at his record, he doesn't play that well at home. Uh, he's inconsistent, I should say, at home. Um, but I would play Kobe Fleener because I think this is going to be a knockdown, dragout, shootout. Over under is 53 and a half. I think it's the highest one uh, all, all this week. All right, let's move on to Buffalo at, at the Oakland Raiders. Uh, very good game. Probably played in the mid-20s. Over-unders around 50. Um, I played Tyrod Taylor in here. I, w- I, I would definitely do that. Uh, I would play – I think LaShawn McCoy is going to be balling out uh, against a team that's 27th, 25th, 26th, and 24th against the running quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end position. Um, they've been relying a, a lot on their offense, talking about Oakland, to win games. Crabtree and, and Latavius Murray are questionable. Um, but are expected to play. Sammy Watkins is supposed to, expected to play. Um, but I think the only two solid plays here, Tyrod Taylor and LaShawn McCoy. Now, most people will think Sammy Watkins is a good play here. Charles Clay, I think, stayed home because his wife is having a kid or did have a kid or whatever. But uh, it, 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 that's what's taking place. So I'm thinking that – Sammy, Sammy Watkins is a high-risk, high-reward. Let me put it that way. Uh, me, I would not play. I'm not a big Sammy Watkins fan, so uh, you're asking the wrong person. Derek Carr is going up against the defense. That's 10th against the quarterback, 17th against the running back, 12th against the wide receiver, and 11th against the tight end position. So they're in the middle of the pack in defending against the fantasy, uh, uh, I mean, in fantasy points. Uh, but I love Derek Carr at home. Um, I love Latavius Murray at home. Uh, Amari Cooper and, and uh, Michael Traftree, uh, but you got to temper, temper your expectations. Um, you don't you don't know what flavor uh, Derek Carr is going to go with with these guys. Um, they both could be into the end zone, but they're both going to get um, probably the um, same amount of looks depending on the coverage. They're probably going to get the same amount of looks. Uh, I think I like. Uh, <clears throat> Crabtree a little bit more because I think Amari is going to um, um, get more attention. But these are two number one wide receivers on the same team. And, um, you know, they compete with each other to get looks from Derek Carr. Uh, let's move on to the next one. I've got about three minutes left in this. 
And uh, we got four, five more games to go. Washington, Arizona, Kirk Cousins um, going up against a defense that's pretty tough at home and scrambling for their life. Arizona's third, second, eighth, and first against the quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end position. But I still say play Kirk. Kurt's been balling out. He's had multiple 300 games, um, and I think he's going to have to be throwing in here because uh, um, I don't think uh, Arizona is going to let him throw, uh, let him run the football with Robert Kelly. Uh, if if you have room to room on a bench and have a better option, I would sit Robert Kelly in here. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball. I think it's strictly a passing game here. Jameson Crowder. And Vernon Davis is going to take the spot of um, Jordan Reed, who's out um, dealing with uh, um, a shoulder issue. And uh, in the flex, and in the flex, I, I'm going with uh, Pierre Garcon, wide receiver three, four, something like that. All right. On the other side, Carson Palmer. I don't know what the heck's been going on with him. He's up and down. In and out, you never know what you're going to get with Carson Palmer. Um, Washington is not that big. It's 15th, 26th, 13th, and 23rd. So Washington is middle of the pack defending the pass, except for the tight end position where they're 23rd. And they're 26th against the um, running back. So quite naturally, you're going to play David Johnson. That's a no-brainer. Well, who else do you play? Well, Larry Larry Fitzgerald's been playing well, so you got to play him because that's Carson Palmer's go-to guy. Um, Carson Palmer is probably a good play if you don't have Marcus Mariota. You can plug in Carson Palmer if he's sitting on your on your on, on waiver wire for whatever reason. Or um, I like JJ Nelson. I, I I can't depend on my, my, Michael Floyd too well because the fact is he's been. You never know. He's been a missing man. You never know where he's going to appear or when he's going to appear. Depends on him. we got about less than a minute. We're still going to go through the rest of these games. Tune in next week if you're going to leave me. 10, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Master Plan. I'm JT, a.k.a. The Master. I'll be here starting off the week one in the playoffs. Whole different season. Throw out the throw out the records. It don't mean squat. Once you get into the playoffs, number one seed, last seed, the last seed in your playoff picture, um, in your league doesn't mean squat. Anything can happen in the playoffs as long as you get in. Hopefully, what I've said. If you hang with me, I'll go through the rest of the t- um, teams, and hopefully we get you a win, and, and then you get into the playoffs. And we are in overtime right now. All right, Carson. I don't know what Carson Palmer. I, I mean, high risk, high reward with Carson Palmer. You get the good Carson Palmer, over 300 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. You get the inconsistent Carson Palmer. You can get 250 yards, a couple touchdowns, and a couple interceptions. Um, or worse. That's that's the problem of playing Carson Palmer this year compared to last year. Uh, I like J.J. Nelson over John Brown. John Brown's dealing with a, a lower leg issues due, due to sickle cell trait. Uh, I like J.J. Nelson to, for big plays over um, Michael Floyd. And if you're looking for a tight end, Jermaine Gresham has been um, 
have been in the mix uh, more recently for Carson Palmer, but he is not one I would put on my fantasy radar. Uh, that would be a desperate play, in my opinion. All right, let's move on to the last four games that we have, um, and that would be uh, a highly high-profile game. The uh, New York Giants at the Pittsburgh Steelers. What do we do here? Don't play a running back from the Giants. Running back by committee. Uh, I still say Paul Perkins is their best bet. They haven't realized it yet, or he hasn't reached his potential yet. I still think he's the most dynamic back that they have in the passing and running game. But they split carries. They've shown allegiance to Rashad Jennings, and that limits their ability to run the football. So that, that goes to their passing game. Uh, no-brainer, Odell Beckham Jr., you got to play him. Uh, and then Sterling Shepard, he's another one, just like Brandon Cooks. Their quarterback apologized to him, saying, we're going to get you the football more. And in that case, Sterling Shepard is going to be um, probably targeted early and often to get him into the flow of the game. And uh, I expect both of these guys, OBJ and Sterling Shepard, to get a visit into the friend zone. Um and that's, that's who you play. That's the only two plays that I can see on the um, um, Giants is the uh, Odell Beckham and Sterling Shepard. Um, Eli Manning, he's been better in most, mostly in home games and um, mostly against bad defenses. But in his previous uh, three road, road games, He's only totaled one score and twice failed to reach 200 passing yards. So I, I really had say temper your expectations if, you, if you're relying on Eli. Uh, this defensive Giants is a lot better than it was earlier in the year, uh, especially last year. But earlier in the year, they spent a lot of money. It took a few weeks for this defense to uh, find its groove, um, albeit against bad defenses, uh, so you may be looking at fool's gold. Um, this is probably the best offense they've gone up against um, since the Giants had had their run of, uh, was it six straight games, I think it is? I think they've, they've won six straight games, eight-game winning streak. I'm sorry, eight-game winning streak. Um, so Big Ben always plays better at home than he does on the road. Uh, I love Big Ben in here. I think Antonio Brown is balling out. I like – you looking for a replacement? This guy's getting more and more involved in the offense as he gets more and more in football shape. Um, uh, the, the head coach said that they, they feel this guy needs to get more involved in the offense and, and he's taking more um, touches away from Jesse James. I'm talking about a tight end. The big uh, free, one of the free agent signings from the San Diego Chargers, their athletic tight end took the place of Heath Miller. Now he's taking the place of Jesse James. He's taking a, more or less a backseat. I'm talking about Ladarius Green. I got Ladarius Green. I think he's going to have a huge day today. The Giants are 17th, middle of the pack, 17th against, depending against the tight end position. But they're going to try to get after Big Ben. And that means quick throws in the middle. And that means Ladarius Green is going to be uh, a, a guy that's going to be a quality target for Big Ben, and then take shots down the field with Antonio Brown and Eli Rogers. All right. 
Let's move on to the um, Tampa Bay and San Diego. Tyrell Williams expected to play. Um, and uh, Doug Martin is a good play here. San Diego, 20th against the quarterback, 27th against the running back, 14th against the wide receiver, and uh, 14th against the tight end position. Middle of the pack against the tight end and wide receiver, and the lower part against the quarterback and running back. Doug Martin, should, who, who's their lead back, should have a big role. In, in the running game in here, and I, I love Doug Martin in this role. People, pick up Charles Sims. I know he's on ER, but he's been practicing. He's real close in um, being a participant into your fantasy playoffs. He is the change of pace back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they're going to be they're going to be as soon as he's able, they're going to be using him. Just understand what I'm saying here. Doug Martin is not the most, I know he's the most durable back, and they want to take touches away from him and be able to, to give him a change of pace. And that's Charles Sims. Can't hurt to put him on your bench and see what happens. Okay? Just, I'm just saying. Uh, Mike Evans is a no-brainer. And even Cameron Brait, in my opinion, is a no-brainer. Um, Jameis Winston loves those two targets. All right, let's move on to the San Diego side. Phillip Rivers, they're playing at home. They're five and six. They need a win to even have a remote chance of a possibility to get in the playoffs. They would probably have to win out, and some other teams would have to um, take a dive in order for San Diego to have a shot to get in the playoffs. But it all comes to win this game first. They're playing at home. Ideal conditions. Phillip Rivers is the absolute play for me. Melvin Gordon, no-brainer. Now we, do, now we go into – and Antonio Gates is a no-brainer. Tampa Bay, 24th against the running back, 20th against the, uh, 24th against the quarterback, 20th against the running back, 18th against the wide receiver, 18th against the tight end and preventing fantasy points. So yeah, I would say about middle of the pack against the wide receiver and tight end, just a little lower than that against the quarterback and running back. Phillip Rivers is a no-brainer. Melvin Gordon is a no-brainer. Dontrell Inman is a no-brainer, and if a healthy, if a active Tyrell Williams plays, he's a no-brainer. Both these guys got Inman and Williams got 20 fantasy points in PPR last week. I'm playing them against Tampa Bay at home. One's in a wide receiver, two, one's in a flex position, because I'm confident that Philip Rivers. Is going to be passing the ball to these two guys, and both these guys have a strong shot at getting it. Besides targets and touches, vid into the end zone because they're, they're both of them are, uh, play wide receivers, and I think that can happen against. They're playing at home, ideal conditions. They're playing at home, and Tampa is traveling across the country. I love. I, I love this matchup, and I'm I, I put, putting both these guys in there. And that's what I'm saying. I got Malcolm Mitchell, who had two touchdowns last week. Do I play him in a flex over Dontrell Inman, or do I put Dontrell Inman in there? Um, got a lot of mouth to feed in the passing department in New England. Malcolm Mitchell pretty much took the position of Gronk last week, and he had two looks into the end zone and some big plays. 
do I go that route or do I deal with um, Dontrell Inman, who I know Philip Rivers is going to look at? That's that's what I'm talking about. I'd rather go with with the uh, quarterback that I know is going to be passing a lot and and used him a lot last week. And you can you'd say that for the most part, but one's a rookie and one's a guy that's been I wouldn't say consistent, but he's been used in the passing game and, and not just showed up on the scene. All right, let me move to to uh, uh, another one. Um Another game, Carolina at Seattle. These two teams don't like each other, and Cam Newton and Richard Sherman have had words back and forth. Um, Carolina usually plays well against the um, Seattle Seahawks. Panthers are 1-4 on the road, 4-7 uh, and seven overall. Uh, Seahawks are 7-3 and three and undefeated at home. The Panthers beat the Seahawks twice last year, twice. So you know that the Seahawks are looking for some sweet revenge, especially on a down year for the Cam Newton-led Carolina Panthers. Um, you got to play Cam Newton. If you've been riding Cam Newton, unless you have a better alternative, you got to ride with Cam Newton as your starting quarterback. But who do do you play? Um, Seattle historically has been weak against it for whatever reason, we could get the tight end. But Greg Olson hasn't scored a touchdown in a few weeks now. But you got to play Greg Olson. He's, he's one of the best tight ends in all of fantasy and in football. So you got to play Greg Olson, oh, Greg, Greg Olson if you have him. Um, and otherwise than that, oh, man, do I, do I dare say play Kelvin Benjamin? Do I dare say that or Devin Funches or Ted Ginn? If you have better options, go with your better options because this defense, which is uh, sixth against the quarterback, ninth against the running back, fifth against the wide receiver, and seventh against the tight end, preventing fantasy points, I'm talking about Seattle, is no joke. On the other side, um, if you've been riding with Russell Wilson, this is another time to ride with Russell Wilson. Thomas Rawls, I think that Carolina can be run on, even though they're fourth in preventing fantasy points in the running back position, but I think they're going to lean heavily on Thomas Rawls, get get him more involved. Um, and then quite naturally, Jimmy Graham and Doug Baldwin, who have been balling out since Russell Wilson has become relatively healthy, are absolute plays. So um, let's move on to the last game, the absolute last game for this week 13. And that's the – and I really this, – this is, this is a, not a really – they probably thought it was going to be a marquee game. Uh, it sounded like a good idea at the beginning of the season until each of these teams panned out. Um, the Indianapolis Colts versus the New York Jets in, in MetLife Stadium. Uh, Andrew Lux cleared pro, pro, um, concussion protocol, so he's going to be he, – he's a decent play for me here, even though that line is, is porous and, and the Jet uh, uh, pass rush is going to try to give him or um, uh, a full day's um, trouble. I can't honestly tell you to play Frank Gore. Um, that that would be tough. Jets are weak against the pass. Extremely weak against the pass. So as long as T.Y. Hilton and, and Dante Moncrief are healthy, 
You play each one of these guys, and uh, um, I wouldn't even say it's temporary expectations. Expect a, uh, a lot that that that, the, that both these guys are going to ball out for for you um, this week. Um, both these deep pass defenses are pretty bad. Both these pass defenses are pretty bad. Um, and uh, I would expect uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick to be able to get the ball to um, Quincy and Nuwa and Brandon Marshall uh, and with a, a visit from each of those guys into the end zone. Uh, and Matt Forte, since uh, um, India's defense is, is, is really – Poor against the run to have a pretty good um, evening also in Monday Night Football. All right, people, that's the end of this show. Uh, I want to thank you for joining me. I Hopefully that I, I've given you some thought on um, guys to pick up, uh, players to play. Uh, this is the last regular season for most people to, pl- get it, to, to have a chance to get into the playoffs. Remember, I have always said, doesn't make a difference what your record is. You just need to get in it with a possibility to win it. And hopefully, after this week, going into week 14 and the first week of the fantasy playoffs for most teams, for most uh, leagues, you can, uh, at this point, be setting your lineup for your first playoff match. Good luck, and hopefully, you can say I'm in the playoffs after this weekend. The color red, the blue. I'm a dangerous man with some money in my pocket. Keep up. So many pretty girls around me, and they're waking up the rocket. Keep up. Why you mad? Fix your face. Ain't my fault they all be jacking. Keep up. Players only.